It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. But it's Nolans. It is the Saints. They're marching on in because it is Fat Tuesday. I hope you all got your beads on and you're throwing them up at the uh, the floats down there in New Orleans. And um, we're not going to talk about, you know, the whole beads and lifting up your shirt thing down there. I don't know if that still goes on. I mean, <laughs> it's the beginning of Women's History Month, and that is not exactly... Uh, the most dignified way to get these beads. If those of you don't know who I'm speaking of, uh, of what I of what I speak um, in New Orleans, uh, today is Fat Tuesday. It's their biggest holiday, the holiday of the year. It is the day before Lent. Uh, it is the day before Ash Wednesday, and so their big party is. They have these beautiful floats, and they brought to you by all different little fraternities and different neighborhoods. Uh, I've been lucky enough to participate in, uh, or attend, not participate, in two Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans. And uh, the thing is, you wear these stupid beads. They're like 10 cents. Um, and you get, like, really nice ones. And then if a young woman gives you some attention, I'm just going to leave it at that since this is a family-run station, uh, you give her the beads. And the attention has to do with maybe some exposure. Uh, so a woman who walks around with a whole bunch of beads around her neck means that there was a lot of exposing going on. Uh, and, uh, I went down there when I was my last year of, uh, law school and that was amazing. That was the spring of 1992. And then I went 10 years later, right? 2002, correct. Right after 9-11. And I, I will tell you, it is, it's an, it is an experience. That's to say the least, uh, the Mardi Gras experience, the New Orleans experience. It is a very interesting culture. It is a very interesting, um, uh, uh, experience. I mean, that's the way, the best way I can put it. There's obviously a lot of booze going on, a lot of drinking going on, um, a lot of partying going on. Now, I haven't been there in 20 years, so I can't uh, attest to what it's like now in the post, you know, woke, world that we live in because it was pretty down and dirty especially in 1992 uh there was a lot of fooling around going on and and actually in 2002 as well uh we used to have an office party on mardi gras uh especially for me because i usually uh stop uh boozing uh for the lenten season and i'm going to try to do that uh, you know, I, I asked um, my little son, Arthur, what is he giving up for Lent? Arthur goes to Catholic school, which I love that fact. He's in kindergarten in Catholic school. Uh, he actually brought it up to me this morning. Daddy, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday, kindergarten. What are you giving up for Lent? And I said, well, Arthur, I said, I'm going to 
Try to give up. He, oh, he said, I'm giving up pizza and potato chips. Now, Arthur and I both love, yeah, pizza, but especially I'm very much a chip guy. Like if there's a bag of chips and a bar of chocolate, I'm 90% of the time going for the bag of chips. If there is some chocolate to be had, it's dark chocolate, which is actually, if you look at the top 10 things that are good for your brain and good for your heart, almost every list uh, contains very dark chocolate, like, I don't know, 70% cow. Cacao. Um, so uh, then we texted Luca this morning, and Luca said, "I don't know what I'm giving. I'm giving up for Lent." And Arthur suggested, "Why don't you give up homework for Lent?" And we all had a good laugh. <laughs> we all got a good laugh about that. But here we are. It is Tuesday night. It is Fat Tuesday. We are live and local. Uh, I don't know. It's about six oh nine. My eyes are shot. Uh, and I'm looking out the window here on 5th Avenue and 45th Street, and I am happy to report here in New York City, this is a New York City show, and um, I met with Bernie Riley this morning, coincidentally, who owns, I believe, 10 local pubs and bars here in the Midtown area, uh, Perfect Pint, he owns a couple of those, a couple of Conleys, and then he has a bunch named after his kids, um, Sean's, uh, Kevin's, um, Megan's, and he actually took out his phone and took photos, uh, showed me photos of the bars and the restaurants being filled up. He also owns a small hotel right up here in the Times Square area that he said he's totally fill, uh, totally sold out. Two years, folks. It's almost really to the day. Two years. Because if you remember, we all shut down for St. Patty's Day in my neighborhood in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, from months and months and months in these stores, in the store windows, in the restaurant windows, in the bar windows, they were all shamrocks because we were about to celebrate St. Patty's Day here in Manhattan. All the pubs had all the shamrocks. Welcome to St. Patty's Day. Bud Light St. Patty's, Heineken St. Patty's, Guinness St. Patty's. And then the world shut down until, who knows, Labor Day at least. Uh, And they are, so Bernie said, business is definitely picking up. Uh, they are starting to f- fill up. The, he said he's got a party for 60 people planned for uh, St. Patty's Day. Uh, they're expecting a good crowd. They're expecting a big parade. I'm assuming the parade is going on because it goes on every year. You know, even the year they canceled it, that first year, I was in my office here looking out Fifth Avenue, and there was a small group of people with the um, the big banner, with the uh, the Brehan Society, the Hibernians, whoever that, the, whatever groups there are, uh, they were uh, marching. They did march down Fifth Avenue, even though everything was closed and there was no official parade, so that they're able to say that the parade always went on and, and continued uh, without any interruption. So I'm very happy to report that from here in New York City. There's so much to speak about today. Uh, obviously, we'll, we will touch on Ukraine, but there's so much news out there about it, and there's so many experts out there. Um, to hear from and learn from. I'll just tell you some of the things that I've heard and learned over the past couple of hours. Um, there, uh, the, the baseball got adjourned. <laughs> Listen to me, talk about a lawyer. Baseball got adjourned. Who talks like that, Arthur? <laughs> the baseball season so far, they've canceled the first couple of days. Um, we I have the governor's race is heating up here in New York State. Uh, last week was the Democratic Convention. This week is the Republican Convention. Uh, we have Andrew Cuomo is buying airtime. So there's plenty, uh, and he's running commercials, about $400,000 worth of commercials. I don't exactly know what his intentions, well, 
I shouldn't say I don't exactly know. I think we all know what Andrew Cuomo's intentions are. Is he wants to, if you guys remember, when Superman, you know, Lois Lane dies and Superman is able to uh, fly around the planet Earth so quickly that he turns back time and he's able to change the the hit the trajectory of what happens to Lois Lane and he's able to bring her back to life and, and keep her alive. I think that's what Andrew Cuomo would like to do. And he has a lot of money to do that. It's interesting that simultaneously to the Republicans nominating Congressman Lee Zeldin to run for Congress and the Republican, basically their cheerleading party that took place in Long Island. That's what all these conventions are. They're big cheerleading for, you know, whether it's the national convention or the state convention. Um, it's the day that Cuomo goes out on to the airwaves. Uh, I do want to speak about the, um, the election uh, of New York State because I think it's going to be interesting. They're going to spend so much money. And, you know, we have a system that needs to be adjusted for the times. In other words, we're using a system. We've changed the actual voting, right? You don't go into the booth and pull the lever anymore. But we have a system with, with primaries and handwritten petitions and conventions to get on the ballot that it just needs to be looked at and studied and look at the data and look at who's voting and look at who's not voting and look at how the, the, the lines are drawn and figure out is, is, are we doing this the best way we can, whether it's for a very, very local election, you know, I think the assembly seat is the smallest constituency, the smallest board. I think it goes assembly, then probably council, then Senate. Uh, and then obviously the state, the, the borough wide, then citywide, then statewide, uh, congressional is in the mix there as well. That, that probably, that's whatever. You guys don't need to know exactly. You get the idea. Um, but I don't believe that we have the best system. I think in the primaries, the far of one side comes out and the far of the other side comes out, which does not necessarily represent the overall feeling of maybe the Democrats and the overall feeling of the Republicans, but you got to give the people on the far right and the far left credit because they actually come out and vote. But maybe do we need to make it easier to vote? Do we need to make it easier to register to vote? I'm not saying I have the answers, but as they say in Alcoholic Anonymous, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. And I feel from the national elections to the New York State Assembly elections and everything in between, we need to re-examine how people get elected and the entire system. And I'm not talking about corruption. I'm more talking about participation. And I was all about Bloomberg getting rid of the party system. It, I know Sal Albanese is working on something now. I think it's a topic we need to explore. So if you want to know something that you need to explore, that you should be selfish about, it's your future and the future of your family and how to protect you, your money, and your family's money. What would happen if you're not around to make decisions? It could happen to any of us at any time. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. 
wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, estate plans, all of those things, which everyone should have, no matter if you have a little bit of wealth or a ton of wealth, the goal of Connors and Sullivan's attorneys are to always protect your rights and your interests. They've been doing this for 40 years. They plan your estate and they protect your family. You could visit them with no obligation. You could just sit down with Mike Connors or any of the lawyers that work there, and they'll sit with you. They'll go over things preliminarily and come up with a plan. You could call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person consultation at any of their offices, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Staten Island. You could call them at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or you can visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. Remember, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. Takes you from Nolens, right? And um, what's the name of the big street? Bourbon Street. From Nolens and Bourbon Street. And now we're in Harlem. Just a little different, but then there are a lot of similarities because both of them are rooted in what? Jazz. Jazz. J A Z Z. And my father, and I missed the month of February, and my father for Black History Month. Uh, was all over me to get a prominent jazz musician, obviously of African American heritage, to come on and, and come on the show and talk about the impact that African American that music that stems from African Americans' jazz influence on this country, going all the way back to Jack Johnson. And uh, I mean, if you talk to the Rolling Stones face to face, which I'm sure all of you do on a regular basis. Uh, you know, that's where they get everything from. Actually, when Paul McCartney recently kind of ragged on the Stones, they just said, well, they're just a glorified blues band. Well, what's a blues band? You know, Muddy Waters is not exactly Irish. So um, uh, thank you, Sam Bellino, for uh, bringing us back to Harlem. From, You're welcome. Uh, New Orleans. How you doing, Matt? Everything I'm good, good with you? man. How are you? Everything's great. I mean, you know, you had a little R&R last week. We missed you. But I, we... I needed it, you know. Sometimes it's great to get away from work a couple of days. Thanks. Should I take that personally? Or? Uh, you, if you'd like. Uh, 
Well, I would not. I actually not like. I would like to say I, I like the RR, but I missed doing the show, or I missed you, or something along those lines. Uh, no, I needed the R and R. You did. All right. What about Nick? Did he need the R and R? I mean, I always need the R and R, but that's, yeah, that's I can tell that when you're, you're sneezing, you're snoozing at the switch. No, that's only <laughs> a joke. So let's talk about the what's going on and what's going to go on and what you're going to be bombarded with on the airwaves. Probably coming late April through the month of May, and it's going to be commercial after commercial after commercial. No, not for my pillow or for Budweiser or for Mercedes Benz, but for Lee Zeldin and Andrew Giuliani and Rob Astorino and Harry Wilson and Governor Hochul and Congressman Swazi, and I'm sure I'm leaving at least one person. Oh, Jamani Williams. Uh, because those are all the people who are running for governor. We'll talk about Attorney General another day. I don't think Tom DiNapoli is going to have any real competition for uh, New York State Comptroller. He um, he's so well liked. Uh, Congress. Uh, well, he used to be. What was DiNapoli? Oh, he was the county executive, right? He beat. Um, I think he beat Swazi. And then Swazi came in. I don't know. Some Nassau County uh, expert would know about this. But, uh, or maybe Swazi beat Denapoli. One of those things. Because I know Swazi was the Nassau County executive. And then uh, Denapoli came in when Hevesy got thrown out at the New York State Comptroller. And Spitzer was going crazy because Denapoli was voted in by the Assembly. And basically, I think Shelley Silver was the one who appointed him. And. That's not what Spitzer wanted. Governor Spitzer wanted. Meanwhile, Spitzer's gone. Governor Patterson didn't run for re-election. Cuomo's gone. And Donopoli is still there. And he is he's a great guy, uh, a great human being. And he's doing very well as the New York State Comptroller. Uh, and he's very well liked. He got the most votes uh, statewide, the last statewide election. So no one, I think, is really going to go touch him. One of the people who are running, Harry Wilson, on the Republican line now for governor, ran, I believe, in 2010 uh, against Dinopoli, but did not fare very well. Harry Wilson is a businessman. He's known for turning companies around, and uh, he was at the uh, Republican convention, and he has said he is spending $10 million of his own money to run for governor of the state of New York. Hence, all of the commercials that you guys are going to be hearing and seeing. Uh, the person who actually got the most, uh, in a Siena poll, had the highest name recognition was Andrew Giuliani. Now, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Andrew, but I don't think it's a big secret why he got the most, uh, no, why his last name has the no, most notoriety. I mean, for obviously for several reasons, all of which regard his dad. Um, then you have Rob Astorino from Westchester and, but the person who got uh, over 80, I think it's 85 or 87% of the delegates is Congressman Lee Zeldin. Um, I've met Lee Zeldin. Uh, he's a relatively mild mannered, um, he's a fine man. I've, you know, not, nobody's going to say anything bad about him, but, um, his big issue is is that he is going to be very, very tied to um, President Trump. So he voted to um, overturn the election, the 2020 presidential election. He voted no to having a January 6th uh, commission. And 
you know, in New York State, where if you look at the election results, Biden won overwhelmingly, uh, and where you need to capture some portion of the city to win statewide, um, I mean, look, the, the by nominating Lee Zeldin, who is so attached to President Trump, it probably guarantees him winning the primary. Maybe not, but probably. I mean, spending $10 million, you know, being outspent possibly by Harry Wilson at $10 million, you know, that's, that's a big number. But um, once he wins, I mean, he is just teeing it up for the Democrats. I mean, you're just going to see whomever comes out as the Democratic nominee, you are just going to see Lee Zeldin with Donald Trump in every commercial. I'm sure they have sound bites somewhere where Donald Trump says something nice about Lee Zeldin. You're going to hear that on every radio commercial. And they are just going to tie that um, heavy rock around Lee Zeldin's ankle called Donald Trump. Again, it may propel him in the um, in the primary uh, where, again, we were talking about the system and um, do we have the best system so the people who come out and vote for Donald Trump, they'll come out very strong for Lee Zeldin, and I'm sure he's going to raise a lot of money uh, as well. But when the Democrats get a hold, I mean, they're going to plaster his face, Lee Zeldin and Donald Trump, all over Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, uh, you know, wherever the little bit of... Uh, even on the swing states, the swing uh, counties of the 62 in New York State, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, he's a polarizing guy. So some people he pushes all the way in his corner and they'll bleed for the guy. They'll get tattoos on their back of him like Roger Stone did with, with President Nixon. And then there's other people, my God, they go ballistic when you mention his name. Um, right or wrong, Donald Trump is going to be a central figure in the New York state governor's race. And what, if I, whomever the Democrat is, what they're going to show is how Donald, how many different ways Donald Trump hurt New York state in his policies as president of the United States. And they're going to wrap that around Lee Zeldin. So he has his work cut out for him. And this is not just my opinion. Uh, Senator Al D'Amato, who obviously was a very prominent Republican here in New York state, I'm echoing what he said. He said, you know, that's going to be the hardest part is how closely he align, he is aligned with Donald Trump. A Republican has not won statewide since 2002 when George Pataki ran uh, for re-election. Judge Pataki, Pataki was nowhere near the type of uh, leader that Donald Trump was in terms of he was not a polarizing figure, just the opposite. He was a relatively mild manner, upstate, kind of quiet guy. And, you know, he was able to defeat Mario Cuomo, who I believe it was more about fatigue of Mario Cuomo. He'd been there 12 years. Also, the big issue at the time was the death penalty. Crime was high. And there's this death penalty uh, issue. And Pataki was for it, said he, if he got elected, he would put it in. Cuomo said no way. Pat Pataki did come in. He did put in the death penalty or life without parole. The Brooklyn District Attorney, Joe Hines, had a case. Uh, and it was the first case in the state of New York where a, a young man, a 19-year-old, went into a bodega to rob the bodega. They only had a, less than $100 in the cash register. The, it was two brothers who owned it, young brothers. And the, one, the, the defendant who came in, his name was Jason, was his first name, pulled out a gun. And then when there wasn't enough money in the register, he shot 
the other brother in the head and he killed him. And I tried that case. Joe Alexis was the lead attorney in the Brooklyn DA's office, and we sentenced the 19-year-old to life without parole, which was not a pleasant experience um, for anyone in that courtroom. But for the family of the man who was executed, that was what the law held. We didn't say for the death that we didn't think the death penalty was appropriate. So these may, these governors' race have a lot to do with how our state runs. So we shall see what happens. Stay tuned. So where are you going to put your money? There's all this stuff going on with banking and and uh, who charges these fees and those fees. And every corner, there's a different bank. Well, how about you take a strong look at Empire State Bank? Empire State Bank specializes in providing innovative financial solutions, personal service, and industry expertise to run and grow your business. Now, specifically to my friends who listen to this show who are lawyers, they have a special program designed for attorneys. It's called the Attorney Advantage Banking System. It's a specialized banking program to meet the challenges of law firms. And let's face it, folks, those of us who run small law firms, we know sometimes Money's a little tight. You need a line of credit. You have to manage your escrow accounts. You have to uh, manage your IOLA accounts. It is great to have a bank that's built for attorneys and legal firms with the fiduciary responsibility of managing your clients' funds. You have one master checking account with unlimited sub-accounts for each client, allowing you to keep clients' funds separate from your own. You can allocate account interest, generate reports, disperse funds, generate year-end tax preparation and funds. Your funds are safe. Empire State Bank provides FDIC insurance greater than the normal $250,000. Open an IOLA checking account and take your legal firm to the next level with Attorney Advantage Banking exclusively at Empire State Bank. They also have great programs for those who are not attorneys. So check them out. They have locations in Brooklyn, Staten Island, and Queens. Call Empire State Bank today at 833-393-7700, or visit ESBNA. Dot com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be, thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your income flow. Using 1099 income, rental income, and bank statements, you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate. So if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed, a 1099 earner, or a real estate investor, instead of hearing denied, you could be hearing approved. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. 
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-277. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. We have partly to mostly cloudy skies on this Tuesday evening, the first evening of March. We have 45 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, Congressman Lee Zeldin is securing the endorsement of the New York GOP to run in this year's governor's race. Let's get more from Lisa G. At the party's convention in Garden City, the Long Island representatives secured 85% of the vote. We reach out not just to fellow Republicans and conservatives, but independents and Democrats, too. But other declared Republican candidates like Andrew Giuliani and businessman Harry Wilson will still have a chance to get on the ballot for June's primary election. Meantime, Zeldin accepted the endorsement and said on November 8th, we're going to save our state. Lisa G, NBC News Radio, New York. New Jersey may start offering a self-serve gasoline option at gas stations. Liz Warner has more. A new proposal from state legislators would give stations the option to offer self-serve gas, and under the plan, stations with more than four fuel dispensers would still be required to offer full service as well. The bill's bipartisan sponsors argue it could bring down prices at the pump, and it could also help out the many station owners who say they've been forced to shutter amid worker shortages. Oregon is the only other U.S. state with a ban on self-service, although their ban has been lifted during heat waves and self-serve fueling is permitted in certain rural areas of the state. Liz Warner, NBC News Radio, New York. Liz, thank you very much. 20 to 30 minutes of the outbound Holland Tunnel, 5 to 10 on the inbound side. On your way into the city at the Lincoln Tunnel, no delay around the Helix into the Toll Plaza, 15 to 20 on your way back into the Garden State. Taking a look at the forecast, cloudy skies tonight, overnight low dips to 38. Sunshine tomorrow, high of 49. 49 is where we're going to start on Thursday, but temperatures will be falling into the mid-30s by the afternoon with lots of sunshine. And sunshine on Friday with a high close to 40. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. That's correct. This is the quintessential New Yorker. I was speaking to someone yesterday, and again, Everyone I know who who's like in Florida or bought a little place in Florida, they're all like real estate brokers for Florida, for the whole state. You got to come here. You got to live here. You got to move here. You got to invest now and then you'll be ready to go there. Like, I, I don't really hear, like when people talk about New York, I'm not pushing them like, oh, you better buy something in New York. And so I was just kind of gently pushing back, saying, yeah, no, I, I you know, I like Florida for a week, you know, here, a week, maybe there, and I'm good. And I'm like, well, where do you want to be? I was like, right here, right where I am. And this person said, you know, you're like the quintessential New Yorker. And I paused, and I'm, I'm waiting for them to, like, make fun of me, but they're not. And I was like, have you ever heard your, your radio show? I'm like, they're like, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I listen to it online or, or on Facebook. 
And I said, you know, that's what my friend Matt Borzi, that's what, how he describes me as the quintessential New Yorker. And we started laughing and they were like, well, that's accurate. You are the quintessential New Yorker. And let me just get back to, and I'm proud to be the quintessential New Yorker. I don't know if I'm the quintessential New Yorker. I'm a kid from Brooklyn who lives on the same block basically where he grew up. Um, and I'm not going to go anywhere. I mean, I love to travel. I love, love, love to travel, but I love to come home. Like when I come home and then I land and I'm usually landing in JFK and I, I'm on that Bell Parkway and I see that Verrazano Bridge, that means I'm home. I was almost literally born on that bridge because on December 1st, 1967, when my father was an army in the, in, um, a captain in the army, as my mom's hospital was in Staten Island, they, there was a snowstorm. There was a blizzard. Google it. December 1st, 1967. Well, actually, it may have been November 30th into December 1st. Uh, and then my folks were driving over the bridge, and they, they, they only let my dad over because he was a captain. Uh, they said the bridge was closed, and he's driving over the bridge, and a lug nut came off. It's a whole story. We could do a whole show. I'll have my father on with a cognac one day, and he can tell you about it. So I feel uh, my name was almost Arthur Verrazzano. Idala, as opposed to Arthur Lewis, it's my grandfather, my father's name, Idala. It's actually Arthur Lewis Frank Idala, my paternal grandfather, my father, my maternal grandfather, and my last name, Alpha. I happen to own my first car I mentioned is an Alfa Romeo. I bought for eighteen hundred bucks. I don't think I'm some kind of big shot, um, but when I come home from traveling, whether it's Florida or Italy or many of the other places I've been fortunate enough to attend. Uh, and spend time in and learn about those cultures. Uh, when I see that Verrazano Bridge, it's like a sigh of relief. I'm like, okay, I'm back where I'm supposed to be. Uh, and I just want to get back a little bit just to, uh, about the New York State race. So it's not that it's a done deal that it's Lee Zeldin and Governor Hochul. The other people will have to, and I believe they've lowered the amount of signatures you actually need. I think the legislature lowered the amount of people's doors you have to knock on so you have to go to a registered voter of your party and you have to ask them to sign your petition so tom swazi is going to have to find registered democrats and there are guidelines so he it's x amount of counties he's got to go in and get x amount of signatures and they have to be good signatures meaning uh, the people have to sign their name similar, very similar to the way they it's signed in their voter registration form and their address has to be the same. So basically, if you're supposed to get a thousand signatures, the rule of thumb is you get three times the amount of signatures. It also um, gives you a, a launching point to start at least a mailing campaign because now you've met these people or your volunteers have met these people and you can send them a piece of mail. Um, again, I'm just thinking it's a system that is somewhat antiquated. But what you're going to have is you're going to have two legitimate primaries. You're going to have a Republican primary, which seems like it's going to be four candidates, Zeldin for sure, and the other three will get on the ballot. They have significant enough operations. So it'll be Zeldin, Giuliani, Astorino, and Harry Wilson. Because like Harry Wilson will just pay people to go door to door. There's the lists of the... Um, registered voters and where they're registered. So you go to their house and you ring the bell and you say, hi, I'm here for Harry Wilson. He's running for governor. Can I have your signature? You're not voting for him. You're just allowing him access to the ballot. Uh, and then those get bound and to get submitted and they have to be approved. It's this, again, this like 
process that probably needs to be uh, re-examined. And on the so on the Democratic side, it's going to be the governor. Obviously, she already has the nomination. She doesn't have to do that. Lee Zeldin doesn't have to do that. It's only the people who didn't get enough votes. I believe it's, you got to break 20% or it's either 20 or 25% at the convention to be automatically on the ballot. So you don't have to do the petitioning. But I will tell you, the petitioning uh, gets your volunteers together. It gets your name out there. And then a heated primary gets people's names and uh, and positions out there. So, you know, Lee Zeldin is going to get a bunch of free press from the uh, debates that he has with his with Giuliani, Astorino, and Wilson. And Governor Hochul will get a lot of free... I mean, she's going to get a lot of free press because she is the incumbent, and they always have a tremendous advantage. She is obviously the favorite here. But I can tell you, Tom Swazi is having a huge event right now at the Sheridan Hotel in New York City. I was invited, but I really prefer to do this show live, so I turned down the invitation. But I believe they were expecting a 1,000 human beings at the Grand Ballroom of the Sheridan. You'll see it probably either on tonight's news or tomorrow's news to show how much money he's raised and how much grassroots um, support that he has. Um, so Swazi will be on the ballot. I am sure Jermani Williams will be on the ballot and Hoke, Governor Hochul will be out on the ballot. So you're going to have two heated primaries. The airwaves here in New York will be flooded with those ads. If the candidates for attorney general, and we'll talk about that in another day, if they get on, they'll, they'll be primaries there. So they'll do some uh, media that you'll see, not nearly the degree. There's no one going to run for attorney general and spend $10 million. Um, but that's that's what you can expect. And, you know, I was talking about Lee Zeldin being tied to Donald Trump. Obviously, they're the Republicans issue and they think it, it's ripe for the taking based on the results of the last election. And, and even Eric Adams, who's a Democrat who was elected, but he was the most conservative of the Democrats who ran in the primary. They're going to run on inflation caused by Democratic President Biden. They're going to run on crime wave under Democrat Bill de Blasio, Democrat Andrew Cuomo, Democrat Governor Hochul. Um, they're going to run on crime, inflation. Um, and there, was, well, there was one other thing. There's definitely one other thing in there. But they're all, you know, they're going to try to do this like softer, gentler Republican theme. That's what they were talking about at the actual convention. They were talking about inclusion and diversity. It's just going to be a little difficult for them to do that, considering how closely Lee Zeldin is tied to President Donald Trump. And again, this is not exactly a novel idea. Uh, they, uh, Senator D'Amato was quoted as saying the same thing. Let's touch a little bit on, let me say some San Bolino. What do I got? Two minutes, three minutes? Yes, you got two minutes. All right. Let's do the whole Ukraine crisis in two minutes. Now, we could do it in the next segment as well. Look, obviously nobody wants to see human beings dying, period, amen. And I know we love being the police officers for the world. I get it. But I am very happy that President Biden is dialing back uh, the intensity regarding any kind of nuke, even the word nuclear. Uh, there is, this is not the type of situation where America, the United States of America, should be poking the bear in the eye to the degree that nuclear weapons are on the table. I mean, that this is, God bless the people in Ukraine. 
I passed by the UN. There was a demonstration. I was blowing my horn, you know, pumping my fist in support of them. However, first and foremost, I support the globe, the planet Earth, and we don't need any nuclear weapons going off. And don't forget, Putin displayed that he has the ability to do so in the air, on the land, and in the sea. He showed his missile launching capabilities before the war started. Ukraine has got to cut a deal. They either have to come to America and say, could you cut the deal for us? They got to go to NATO, cut the deal for us. The head of the EU and cut the deal for us. Because even though they're doing a great job, maybe the, for the first six days, Russia's just beginning. They have a 40-mile line of ammunition and artillery and troops on their way to Ukraine. They will get destroyed. And I understand Zelensky's a hero and he's staying and he's going to go down with the ship. But you need to know when you're the captain of a team, when you're the captain of a, of a ship, how to realize, okay, we cannot survive, so we need to figure out an out. No more death. No more destruction. Let's figure it out. We'll be back. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. A Citizens Bank loan officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. So in life, throws you uh-ohs. Just save, better get Mako. Go to Mako.com for an online estimate today. Uh oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Kevin McCullough is next on AM970. The answer. Yeah. 
just because we get around. Well, he's not from my generation, but happy birthday, Roger Daltrey from The Who. They're right up there with the greatest bands of all time, still playing there. Touring coming up. I think they're doing a tour May uh, May 26th, and then one again here in the, the city in May 26th, and one in October. God willing, I will be taking Luca to one of those. Um, I, I was not uh, – Sam Bellino and I didn't mean uh, anything when we finished talking about Ukraine to say another one bites the dust. That was uh, that was not an intentional thing, correct, Sam Bellino? That's correct. I picked that song before way in advance. Okay, so and you know, look, we are all rooting for Ukraine. We are all rooting for this to end immediately. Hearing about schools getting bombed and hearing about people dying is horrible. But you need to be realistic. It's like this is like a minor league baseball team playing the New York, not even, it's like a high school baseball team playing the New York Yankees and like, oh great, they got out of the second inning and they're only losing one nothing. And you know, and and you know, Jeter's not even in the game and Mariano's not even pitching. It's like not even hasn't even started yet. So we need to find a way out. Tonight is the state of the union. It'll be interesting to hear what President Biden has to say, you know, as I'm speaking to you across the screen on television, Apple will not sell any products in Russia. Disney will not show any movies in Russia. You know, we better be careful. You never want to back a rat into the corner, right? And if you want to look at Putin that way, he's got the ability to bite back pretty hard. I mean, he could, he could, I, no one knows what his mental capabilities are and what he's really thinking. Is what he really wants is just for Ukraine to be in a position where they will not join NATO and will not put any miss NATO won't put any missiles on Ukraine so they won't attack Russia. Is it that simple, or does he just want to recreate the Soviet Union? Nobody really knows, but someone has to find out what happens if the diplomats, whether they're from Ukraine or Ukraine in America or Ukraine and the European Union, just hey, listen, Mr. Putin. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the compromise. We will not join NATO. We're going to join the European Union like Finland, Austria, Cyprus, Ireland, Malta, and Sweden. They're all members of the European Union who are not members of NATO. And we will sign some sort of treaty that says that's that. You back out and you leave us alone. Could it be that simple? It would be awesome. Let's see if it was that simple. But we need to figure out a way to stop the death and destruction. And let's face it, it's not going to be the Ukrainian army. They just overmatched. And, uh, you know, oh, Canada announced they're sending more arms in. How are the arms going to get to the actual soldiers if the soldiers are all surrounded? And with these, this 40-mile of con- convoy that's coming in, it's too little too late. So it, it needs to be resolved before there's more death and more destruction period amen it may be being uh, surrendering a portion of the territory but everyone has said we're with you ukraine but we're not sending any troops in and i'm not saying that's the wrong idea but ukraine itself does not have the ability to protect itself they now russia underestimated them a little bit i think russia thought it was going to be like the taliban with afghanistan and in two days they were just going to take over the whole country god bless the ukrainians putting up a fight but a deal needs to be struck no more destruction no more death and you know if there's any silver lining that maybe came out of this with all of these sanctions, I think China might think twice now if they were thinking about going into Taiwan 
with all of these sanctions and, and the unity of the globe, literally from Australia to Canada and almost everywhere in between, against Russia. China doesn't want that. They don't need that headache. Taiwan, I don't think, is worth enough to them to have that headache. So if they had any dreams of going to take Taiwan, maybe this is something that says, you know what, we, we don't need these headaches that everyone's banning us and everyone's coming against us. It's a very complicated topic, folks, and I can't cover it all right now. We only have a little time left in this Tuesday Mardi Gras evening. Um, you're supposed to have a hurricane. That was the name of the drink. Wow, I remember that. It's been a long time. Pat something is the bar that I used to, you would go into. Yeah, you can figure that out, Joan, while you're doing this. Pat O'Brien's maybe it is. I don't know. Google it for me. Um, I am so happy because today when I took Arthur to his Catholic kindergarten school, I took a video of Marianne and I dropping him off and giving him a kiss. And we said, today is the last day of masks, hopefully for the rest of his life. Hopefully that was the last photo and the last video I took of little Arthur wearing a mask. The masks are off. Yes. More applause. More applause. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of rules. You should look it up. There are still places where you have to wear masks. I think, I believe Mayor Adams is going to make a decision on Friday, just making sure there was no spike because of last week, all the kids in public school were off, making sure there was no spike this week. Um, but I believe starting Monday, there'll be no mask. So Luca won't have to wear a mask anymore. Ariana's only three months old, so no masks for her. Um, but one place where we're not going to have to worry, at least right now, about wearing a mask on March 31st, is at a baseball game anywhere in the country. Because unfortunately, the Major League Baseball Association and Major League Baseball, the Players Association of Major League Baseball, they uh, were unable to reach a deal. And they're supposed to be, yep, they're supposed to be pitchers and catchers going on right now. They're supposed to be, you know, cleaning up the stadiums, getting ready. Uh, you know, again, it should be 30 days from today was the opening day, March 31st. And it's not happening. They're fighting over billions of dollars. I don't know enough about this, but you know there is a quote unquote lockout. I think it's been going on since December the second. There's been negotiate. Um, yes, December the second of last year. It was the uh, that was the expiration of the previous collective bargaining agreement, and then um, they uh, they started talking in January, and they've been in intense negotiations here and there and behind the scenes and it's all the powerhouses of major league baseball these are billions of dollars on the line for the whole country for all the television stations for the people who make the pretzels for budweiser for and you know the fact that they can't get their act together what does it say about i don't know is it greed i'm not exactly sure what the what the issue the what the deeper issues are um, I'll leave it to like, you know, sports experts like Russ Salzberg and Al Gattulo. Um, But it is um, disappointing. I mean, especially if you let's tie it into the coronavirus. We're getting the masks off. We could go in and God willing, you go to a baseball game. You're outside. You're, these masks are gone. We could sit next to each other, have some fun, blow off some steam after two years. And that's been taken away from us. It's interesting. A week from today, I'm supposed to be starting a murder trial in Brooklyn, New York. And one of the questions that my client asked me was, uh, are the jurors going to be wearing masks? Am I wearing a mask? Who's wearing a mask? Are the jurors going to be sitting next to each other? Are they going to be spaced apart? 
You know what the answer to that question is? Boop. I have no idea. Uh, I think this is all happening in real time. How um, we're going to adapt to uh, hopefully our new normal, which will be our forever normal. And uh, we'll see. I mean, hopefully jurors will feel comfortable sitting side by side without masks because I want to see their faces. I want to see their reactions when a witness testifies of something that's Seems positive for us. What is their reaction? Are they paying attention? Are they not paying attention? Are they smiling? Are they crying? Are they frowning? Uh, I want to see what they look like. Now, some courtrooms, they have, um, like these, they make them wear shields and not masks. So you can see through them. But they're not comfortable. And, you know, you you sit there for maybe two hours at a time. Um, It's unfolding. But it's a homicide. So you have the family of the deceased. They're going to be there. They're going to be very upset and very focused on what's going on. And obviously our client who uh, is life, his life is on the line. He doesn't want to wear a mask. He wants the people to see him. They, the confrontation clause means the witness, you can confront the witness. The witness is going to accuse you of something. You're supposed to be able to see that person. Justice Scalia wrote the opinion. They have to be in the room. They can't be on video. They can't be, in another room and and having it broadcast, even if it's a young person or something like that. So we have to figure this out. I'll be figuring it out a week from today. I'm going to try to still squeeze in the um, the show when I can. When I can't, we will find a noble uh, replacement who will probably be much better than I am. Uh, I was right. It is Pat O'Brien's Hurricane. Located in the heart of the Nolans, French Quarter, Pat O'Brien is a prime destination for tourists who may not know, its past is a popular speakeasy. Opened in December on December the 3rd, 1933, two days after the repeal of Prohibition. Well, I will tell you, it's a great place. I don't think anyone listening to this show is in New Orleans right now. But um, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday for those of you who uh, are Roman Catholic or, I don't know, maybe Episcopalian and... I'm not great with all the different little religion situations, but uh, I, at some point I will go get ashes. I have a big case on tomorrow afternoon in court. Probably I'll wind up getting ashes after that because I don't really need to walk around in court and argue for another guy's life with black stuff on my head that I could kind of see. But um, giving something up for Lent is always a good thing, in my opinion. A little sacrifice uh, makes you appreciate life and the fragile aspects of life and uh, how lucky we are here. A big deal, I'm going to give up bread. Big deal, I'm going to give up chocolate. Um, I'm going to try to give up booze. Not that easy during a trial, but we'll see what happens. Um, Happy Tuesday night. Happy Fat Tuesday. And um, we'll be back tomorrow with Mario playing the Godfather game. We're going to do it tomorrow, not Thursday. So stay tuned, call in, and watch the Godfather tonight. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi.